and welcome back to the Coach Parley-Ann podcast, where we dive into all things women's health, fitness, and of course, a little bit of netball. I'm your host, Leanne, and today we're talking about how to fuel your netball performance. So I'm going to give you 10 tips of how you can fuel your netball performance and yet still be able to lose body fat. Now, nutrition plays a really critical role in sports performance and it it is the fuel your body needs during training and your matches. And for us netballers, you know, our sport is, us. well, we require burst of speed, we need agility, we need endurance, and getting the diet, your diet right and your nutrition right is essential to meet to make you perform at your best. And even when you have a fat loss goal, it is totally possible to fuel yourself correctly to perform at your best, yet be able to lose body fat. So I'm going to give you 10, te- 10 steps of how you can I've forgotten the words. I've just forgotten words there. And you know I'm not going to edit this out. Right. 10 steps in which you can fuel your body to perform and still achieve your fat loss goal. Okay. So step one, probably the most obvious. Step one is understanding your energy needs. So the total number of calories that you expend on average per day. So calculate, there's loads of like um, calorie calculators out there on the internet. If you go to the the one I always recommend, if you go to tdeecalculator.com, I will put a link on the show notes for you as well because I'm going off memory. If you Google TDEE, which is your total daily energy expenditure, you'll be able to find lots of calculators out there. But I will put a link in the show notes for the one that I recommend to people. And basically, you put in all your stats, so your age, your weight, your height, your gender, um, and your, um, your estimated energy requirements across the week. And it brings out the number of calories that it estimates that you will burn in a day. And it's really important to understand that this is an estimate, but what it can do is just give you a starting point. And then to lose body fat, you need to create a moderate calorie deficit. Like don't go too low. Don't think, oh, I'm just going to take a thousand calories off because you're just going to make things really difficult for yourself and unsustainable. So really, you want to be taken off probably around 300 to 500 calories. And it depends where you start from. Like, if you have quite a lot of body fat to lose, you can probably um, sustainably create a higher deficit. Whereas if you don't have a lot of body fat to lose, you might want to start on the lower end. So just take 300 calories off um, per day. And that gives you a target. And it also, by only taking a moderate amount off your TDE, it allows you 
not only to be successful in your fat loss goal, makes it sustainable because you want to basically try and lose body fat with the most amount of calories you can because it just makes things easier. Obviously, the more food you can eat, the more satisfied you're going to be. We all have done those diets where we're eating literally like a thousand calories a day and we all know how hard they are and the reason why they don't work is because you can't adhere to it you can't sustain it um but also it allows you to be able to lose body fat without compromising your energy levels too much which you need if you want to perform well in netball and what I'd also do once you get that number so say for example let's do really easy figures you have a TDEE of around 2,000 calories. So you would need 2,000 calories on average in order to maintain your current weight. If you take off, say, 500 calories, that's 1,500 calories a day. Now, what you could do is have a bit of a range. So go from 1,500, say, to 1,700. I wouldn't really recommend you go much lower than 1500 unless you're in a very small body. But then again, if you're in a very small body, you might want to question what, why you have a fat loss goal. And these are the kind of things that you can come and chat to me about and I can give you some really good advice. So, you know, my DMs, saying this a bit early in the episode, but my DMs are always open. So if you're listening to my podcast, and you're not already a client of mine, and you have any questions about anything I talk about, or nutrition, or fat loss, or netball, or anything related to strength training, then just come and find me on Instagram. I'm at Coach Barlyam. My DMs are always open to you, and I would really love to help and give you some advice. But so you've got a target at 1500. So let's think of a range about one to 200 calories. So say 1,500 to 1,700. If you stick within that range, you will always be losing body fat. Like if your maintenance is 2,000, literally you could have a target of 1,500 to 2,000. Because as long as you're under 2,000, you will be losing body fat. How much body fat will determine how closer you are to 1,500 or 2,000? So it depends on how quick or how slow you're, you're willing to accept with your fat loss. Again, don't go much lower than 1,500 in this case because it, it's just not worth sacrificing adherence and sustainability of your diet for the sake of losing fat quicker because actually you're not losing fat quicker because in the long term, you'll probably give up and then you'll start again a few months down the line. Whereas if you stuck to 1,500 to 1,700, a few months down the line, you would have lost all that body fat rather than actually being back at square one. And that's the difference between having a moderate one and having a, um, a really big deficit. Okay, so that's step one. Step two, balance your macronutrients. Now, this doesn't mean you necessarily have to track all your macronutrients. I only recommend my clients track their calories and track their protein. I encourage a high protein diet, especially in a fat loss phase. It will help you to feel fuller. It will help to protect your muscle mass. And 
if you're new, if you're doing strength training and new to strength training, which obviously I am going to highly recommend you do, it will also help uh, with recovery and again, maintain and build those muscles that you want, which are obviously super important. But in terms of sports performance, in terms of network performance, we have to make sure we are considering the most important macronutrient in that sense, and that is carbohydrates. Like as a sports person, as a nippler, do not do a low carb diet because you are compromising on your energy levels and it's not necessary. Carbs are not the evil that a lot of people make out that they are. Okay. So carbohydrates are the primary fuel source for high intensity activity. And if you prioritize complex carbs, in your meals, such as whole grains, vegetables, legumes, oats, that kind of thing, that they provide a really good steady release of energy as well. Uh, Protein, as I said, is crucial for muscle repair and growth. So always include a source of high quality protein, like lean meats, dairy, or plant-based alternatives in each meal. And I always encourage my clients to make sure that they are building their their meals around their protein source. They must know what their protein source is for every meal. So if I point at a meal for one of my clients, they will be able to tell me, you will be able to tell me. (laughs) No, they would be all be able to tell me what it is their protein source is. Um, And then healthy fats as well. Super important to make sure we are including healthy fats in our diet. So Found in nuts and seeds, avocado, oily fish, um, dairy food. So healthy fats are very important for overall health, but they are calorie dense. So, you know, if you're thinking about having nuts as a snack, when you realize how many calories can be in nuts, you might want to reduce the number of nuts and include something else in that snack. Because a handful of nuts to me is not a fucking snack. I don't know about you, but I don't find a handful of nuts a satisfying snack. Um, but so you might want to watch your portions of your fat intake, your healthy fats. But um, you know, do go for low fat versions of things um if that makes it easier to stay within your calorie uh range, especially if you're a smaller woman, you are gonna have to diet on smaller calories, less calories. So fat intake can be something you can watch. However, it's still really important to make sure you have some fat in your diet because fats are very important for hormonal processes and some vitamins, which we need are fat soluble. So we need the fat there. It does not mean if you eat fat that you will automatically, quote unquote, get fat. The, li- the two are not necessarily linked. It's about calories when we are storing body fat. Okay, step number three. Something you want, might want to think of for your net performance, and that is timing your nutrition. So timing your nutrition for your training and your matches. What you need to do is eat a good balanced meal around two to three hours before training or your match to ensure that you have enough time even up to four hours, if it's a really good, nice big meal, um, you have enough time then to digest that meal, the 
the the carbs in the meal can turn into glucose in your blood which then turns into glycogen in your muscles and then that is what's going to give you the fuel for you to uh, perform at your best during your matches have a small carb rich snack 30 to 60 minutes before your training or your match if you feel you need a boost so you need something with simple carbs that will digest very easily so for me my go-to is always a soaring bar. I love soaring bars. I always have one, especially if I'm doing an early morning gym session. Coffee and a soaring bar fuels me absolutely right before my early morning gym sessions. Um, another thing you could go for is like a piece of fruit or um, like a banana or an apple. I don't know about you, but I can't stand bananas. Or maybe some uh, white toast and jam. The white bread being a lot easier to digest compared to like wholemeal bread. Um, and actually, jam, if you didn't know, jam sandwiches used to be the, the fuel of choice, the nutrition of choice in the Tour de France. So, you know, obviously did them well. Um, so something like that, that will digest very quickly. You don't want anything big that's going to sit on your stomach and you can have 30 to 60 minutes, even like jelly sweets. That's why we always have jelly sweets. Um, at matches these days um and then after your training your matches you want to refuel within 30 to 60 minutes post exercise with carbs because you need to replenish your glycogen stores and protein to aid with muscle recovery and these you know the, this timing of your nutrition works as well with the gym or any sport or any workout if you're wondering how you should eat before a workout before playing a sport before a run these are the guidelines that i would recommend All right step four stay hydrated dehydration can severely impact your performance drink water throughout the day and ensure you're well hydrated before a game especially if you've got an early morning game make sure you get yourself hydrated during games Take advantage of the quarter time breaks to uh, rehydrate. Make sure you have some water there. And if the game or training is prolonged or in particularly hot conditions and you're sweating a lot, especially like in, you know, we might be in winter, but last uh, Saturday we played indoors and oh my God, was it hot in that, that hall. So if you're sweating lots, you might want to consider a sports drink as well which can also provide uh, electrolytes. But I don't recommend electrolytes as a blanket recommendation, like as a normal drink throughout the day. Water suffices that. But if you sweat a lot, then you might want to have a sports drink. Okay, step five, prioritize nutrient-dense foods. So focus on whole foods that are rich in vitamins and minerals to support everything in your body, like from your immune system to your bone health, and for your overall, um, overall well-being, like when you eat well, you will feel well. You will not only are you giving your body the nutrients it deserves, so it can perform better on core, but you will feel more awake. You will feel more like you have more energy. It will make you happier. You won't feel so sluggish. Like if you compare a good, healthy, nutrient-dense meal to something like a mcdonald's like i don't even really eat mcdonald's now and i don't poo poo on anyone who does like no judgment here but i don't eat it because i'm so used to eating whole foods 
and nutrient-dense foods, that when I eat something like that, it doesn't make me feel good. And I don't like it. It doesn't taste so nice. My taste buds are completely changed from eating like lots of fruit and veg. And I don't enjoy it. And then I, uh, I forgot, oh my goodness me, menopause. <laughs> forgot words. Yes. And, and after eating it, I feel sluggish. After eating a McDonald's, I feel sluggish. Whereas, you know, making sure the vast majority of your diet, like I'm not saying you can't have McDonald's ever if that is your thing. But if the vast majority of your diet is nutrient dense, then you're going to do uh, really well. You will feel so much better. And that will help with motivation to do like extra training and making sure your steps are done or going to the gym and that kind of thing. Um, so vegetables, fruits, whole grains, lean proteins, and healthy fats should be the staples in your diet. But there is always room for the food that you enjoy. For me, it's chocolate. Okay, step six, manage snacking and portions. So select snacks that contribute to your overall nutrient intake rather than always snacking on things like crisps and chocolate. Again, there is room for your favorite foods, crisps and chocolate, but make sure you're having at least one planned snack. You know, think of yogurt and berries or fruit um, or a protein bar, protein shake. At least then, like, that's why I snack on protein bars, because at least then I'm getting a protein serving as well as having a bit of indulgence and chocolate. And I think ticking both boxes, I think that's a win-win situation. So look at your snacks. And if you're snacking too much, and I think I spoke about this in a podcast last week, if you snack, find yourself snacking too much, it's probably because your meals are not big enough. Increase the size of your meals, you'll probably need less snacks. And again, if you go for those lean proteins, whole foods, fruit and veg, with the fiber and the, between the fiber and the protein, you will fill yourself up so much more and with slow release carbs in your meals as well, you won't find yourself having to reach for so many snacks all the time. Okay, number seven, don't neglect your recovery nutrition. So I did mention this earlier, but recovery isn't just about what you eat after your workouts. It's also about how you feel your body on rest days. Make sure you are having rest days. At least one rest day a week is really, really recommended. Like you can't train and exercise well seven days a week. Even professionals don't do that. So even on non-training days, make sure you're eating balanced uh, um, balanced meals that support muscle repair. Like protein is just as important on rest days as it is on training days. And prepare your body for the next session. Like if you've got a match on a Saturday morning, you might want to think about what your meal is on a Friday night and try and put in a carb heavy meal Friday night. Have a little, and when I say a carb heavy meal, I don't mean literally everything on your plate being carbs. But maybe you want to think about adding a little bit more carbs onto, um, onto your plate Friday night because then you're really ensuring, especially if the match is early in the morning, you really can ensure you've got full glycogen stores in your muscles, which come from your carb intake. Okay, step number eight, listen to your body. So as you 
diet and you're trying to get, and even if you're not even on a fat loss goal, I still encourage people to have a good routine and a bit of a structure when it comes to their nutrition rather than just eating willy nilly. If you can eat roughly at the same sort of times every day, you train your body to want to have food at that time. So, perfect example for me is as the kids got, got older, we started eating as a family at six o'clock. So dinner for us here is about six o'clock in the night. And my body expects food then. So I start getting hungry around half past five and it's really hard then to avoid the snacks. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm going to wait for my dinner. It is hard. I feel you if you're out there. And but some, sometimes, like say if the kids have a sleepover at my mum's on a Friday, sometimes I might um, take them there, then I have a chat with my mum, then I might go to the gym or I might do Olympic lifting at CrossFit. And so I'm not actually eating my dinner till eight, nine o'clock, but at six o'clock, I'm really hungry. So you can train your body to expect food. So try to get a bit of structure in and then you can start to really pay attention to your hunger and fullness cues. So then you eat when you are hungry or your body will get hungry when you, when you know you're going to eat. But especially if you're in a fat loss phase, you need to learn how to stop when you are comfortably full. Put your knife and fork down. And even if that means leaving food on your plate, it's really important to start doing that. Don't overfill yourself. Stop eating when you're about 80% full. And then you can even wait like five or 10 minutes before you decide that you're going to eat anymore. And usually after about five, 10 minutes, you might go, no, actually I am full and I'm not going to eat. So then put your knife and fork down or take the plate away so you're not tempted to keep picking at it and, and, and move on. Okay, and adjust your intake according to your energy levels, your performance and your recovery needs. So some days you may feel hungrier than other days, and that is fine. So if you're working with a calorie range, say 1,500 to 1,700, if you're working in that calorie range, then some days you might feel hungry, particularly at certain points of the month, towards the end of the cycle, your BMR goes up. So quite a few of us may feel more hungry. So you might want to eat a bit more food. When you're in fat loss phase, when you're talking about calories, calories work as like a weekly average. So they average each other out. So even if you did go to like 2,300 on one day, if you ate 1,500 on another, between the two, that is what? 2,300 plus 1,500, that's 3,800. <laughs> quick enough now that's 1600 no 1900 1900 um as an average between two days you'll still be losing fat you will still be losing fat and that's another reason why it's important to understand how calories work again come and message me and I will explain because just because you went over your calories even if you go over your maintenance does not mean that you haven't lost body fat because it will depend on what your response to is that. So if one day you ate 2,300 calories for whatever reason, if the next day you just get back to your normal targets, that 2,300 calorie day will mean shit, won't mean anything. 
But a lot of people throw in a towel at that point because they think, oh, I fucked up my diet. It's not working. I might as well give up. Some people, let's be honest, call bullshit out on yourself. Use that as an excuse. Go over their calories for one day. Go, it's not working. I can't keep to it. So I might as well just stop. So they're using it as an excuse because they want an excuse not to get out of their diet. Probably because their diet wasn't sustainable in the first place. Okay. Um, and, you know, if, you're, if you've chosen a calorie intake and, you know, it works kind of both ways, if you feel that you're a bit um, tired and you're not recovering well, you might need to reevaluate that calorie target. So you might have to increase it. Equally, if, you're, um, if you find yourself not losing any body fat, you might need to reevaluate and you might need to decrease once you know you, your adherence is true. Sometimes it's just more about adherence or how you're tracking or your choices of food. Um, again, working with a coach with this kind of thing makes it, makes it a lot easier. Um, and also you might need to refocus like your, your macronutrients. So, you know, if you're not feeling that you have enough energy for, for your games, perhaps you need to evaluate, are you getting enough carbs in? Or if you're not recovering well, are you getting enough protein in? Are you hydrated enough? So answering those kind of questions may help. And it's not always necessarily, oh, I need to change my calorie intake. Okay, step number nine, practice consistency. Consistent eating habits can lead to better performance outcomes and a far more sustainable fat loss. So again, like I said, avoid drastic dietary changes or restrictive diets that are hard to maintain. Plan and prepare your meals ahead of time to help you stay on track. That really can help. It also saves you money on your shopping if you plan ahead. And you don't even necessarily need to go, I will eat this then, I will eat then. Like having three or four meals bought and planned for the week and then each day you can choose what you're going to do. So I, we decide the five dinners we're going to have, but not necessarily this will be Monday, this will be Tuesday, this will be Wednesday. I know what five meal options I have to cook. It will depend on how much time I have and what I fancy eating on that day. But I have five options. So it saves me money shopping. And then it saves me reaching for like Uber Eats because I haven't got or something less nutrient dense because I haven't got many options in the fridge or the cupboard. Um, and especially on busy days when you've got training and games, if you know what you're going to cook and you know what you're going to eat, it will make life easier for yourself. And step number 10, seek professional guidance. So consider consulting with a coach who can provide you with personalized advice and accountability um, that suits you, your lifestyle and your goals. And it can, they can really help navigate the balance between fueling for performance and achieving fat loss in a healthy and sustainable way. And like I said, my DMs are always open. So just come and find me and uh, I am more than happy to help. So in conclusion then, balancing nutrition for health, performance and fat loss can be quite a dynamic process that requires attention to your body's signals and willing to adjust as needed by focusing on the quality of the calories you consume the timing of your meals and staying hydrated 
you can fuel your network performance effectively. And remember, the goal is to create a nutritional plan that supports your activity levels, helps you to achieve your fat loss goal, maintains your overall, overall, overall health, as well as allow it to fit into your lifestyle. And with careful planning and a mindful approach, you can strike the right balance to thrive both off and on court. So I hope you found today's episode helpful and inspiring. And everything I've talked about goes not just for netball, it goes for every sport, it goes for a general healthy lifestyle that exercise should be part of a healthy um, lifestyle. And if you're not exercising, I'm afraid no matter what you're eating, you're not exercising, you're not living a healthy lifestyle. It's so important to make sure you're exercising as well. But so I hope you did find today's episode helpful and inspiring. Like I said, if you have any questions about this or want any help or any tips, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. I am at Coach by Leanne. And as always, please don't forget to follow, leave a review if you enjoyed today's episode. But if you're struggling with setting yourself up for a successful journey, then do get in touch and see if I can help. Send me a message on Instagram. I'd love to chat. And until next time, stay strong, stay empowered, and keep working towards your fitness goals. Remember, you are capable of incredible things. Bye.